0: Welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. My name is Hussman. I'm Bats.
1: This is Shannon. What are we
0: talking about this week,
1: Eric?
0: Uh, this episode, we're talking about Junior's Hair Club for Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, that's who uh, is is sponsoring this episode is Junior's Hair Club for Men, oh uh, also known as Fear, Fear the Boot, is uh, sponsoring this episode. That they were given the option of uh, how do you want this uh, ep- your episode to be sponsored, and that's that was the direct request was uh, Junior's Hair Club for Men.
2: You should probably tell them what that has to do with in relation to for those who don't know who Junior is or what he is. That
0: that is that is true. I'm I'm actually we're actually going to go into that uh, because uh, the actual. Uh, topic that we're going to talk about is Too Big to Fail. The subtitle would be PC Death and the Demise of Realism. Uh, What I'm talking about is, as a player character, too big, too important to die. And if that happens, why and should it be allowed to happen? so uh, when you told me
3: what the topic was my number one talking point was going to be Junior (laughs) I I immediately was like I have all kinds of stuff to talk about it all has to do with Junior because in that game we were playing where you were playing Junior Junior was such a vital character to so many things and it connected to a lot of different people like story wise so like now you're playing a different character altogether. it's totally different well
0: yeah the dynamic of the game
3: itself completely changed it's completely different now and it's so weird because it's like we started playing a different game but with the same characters like it's so weird
2: so but what happened though when he when he died uh, since I'm actually I'm behind in the podcast like that what happened oh yeah we should probably
1: out? sorry we should probably throw that out there this is uh the fear the boot actual play
0: right skies, skies of, of glass. glass right it's skies of glass it's uh and you can find that on ap.feartheboot.com. Yeah. Um you can also find Chris's actual hey. play On that same exact website. So that's always nice. A little extra plug. Young
2: and Holt, right? That's me. That is correct. Very good. You pass for today. (laughs) Yeah, friendship. Woo. No, but uh, so my so no. So my question was, though, is is when he died, you know, obviously there's all kinds of plot things still attached to them. So like who picks up those remnants or are they even pick
3: upable? Oh, no, they're gone. Like he. So his his situation was pretty unique. I know I'm talking about your character. His situation. Well, I, I think it's all right from a, like another player's perspective, yeah, yeah, sure. right? His character situation was so unique that he was the, he was the, literally the only person that could handle any of the things that had to do with him even though like we knew it was happening there's no way we could affect those like we the way it was set up I mean
1: start talking to what was it a sentient AI
0: (laughs)
3: yeah so I and I mean and she really only corresponded with Junior well she only
0: cared about Junior.
3: yeah so when he died it was like well fuck we're all dead like there's no way she's gonna help us out and I think there's been a couple times where it has but I I don't think it I don't think it would go down that way I think that's more Dan kind of GM caveat making it work
0: but right really what what we're talking about is, and yes, Junior, uh, the the demise of Junior is uh, is a major part of this, uh, mostly because it's <laughs> it it inspired a lot of kind of what I wanted to talk about. The first thing I did want to touch on, though, before we really get in to, into the weeds with Junior, is uh, I do acknowledge the uh, the irony of the expectation of realism when you're playing pretend. Yeah, but with basically any game that you're playing or whatnot, there is a certain level of suspension of disbelief I mean that's a writing thing wherever you have there's certain amount of suspension of disbelief that the audience or the listener or the reader or whatever it is willingly give up mm-hmm. because you know if it, it, that that's just the way it is it's you know it's consistent within the genre right yeah but then when you have unrealistic moments within uh, a story or whatever that breaks that unwritten rule of you, you you've gone you've taken it too far then you have people calling bullshit or the start poking holes through your plot you know and then uh, the classic uh, internet argument and then somebody always says oh yes we're going to poke those holes in this plot on a game that you can cast these spells and you know all this other stuff yeah right. I
3: I always get frustrated with games or talking about something that's fantasy or sci-fi or whatever and saying that it doesn't feel real enough and so go, what are you talking about man there's lasers and stuff fuck off like it's supposed to feel real it's supposed right. to feel like it could be and sometimes when that goes too far it's it's just comes across cheesy so i mean
2: yeah you had no no you have this framework of expectations within within the amount of you know make-believe that you're doing like there's no way you could do that you know it's it it, it goes back to though i mean we were the same way when we were kids and you're playing outside you know and yeah you could do things but then as soon as somebody said yeah well i just shot those seven guys in two seconds you're like no you didn't you can't do that you know and you'd call bullshit on your friends and then you'd spend the rest of the afternoon arguing about it
3: wasn't it isn't it more exciting to watch something that necessarily 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 would be actually impossible in real life, but then they explain it in a way that's like, oh, okay, giving me a reason why that happened makes me feel better about it. Like Jedi. You know, force push and stuff. Once you understand how that works, it's like, okay.
1: It's also about the consistency of the world, like Mm -hmm. the game world that you're playing in. If, you know, you have this one aspect where you just have something like completely fantastical and then you have another aspect and it's like super real, like hyper realistic.
3: Yeah. It takes you out of it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It takes you you out of it. But there's, but there, it's funny what Will will agree to, you know, uh, watching Die Hard, for example. I mean, after he runs across a field of glass and he pulls all the chunks out of his feet. He's still okay. You know, he's not like limping in pain like everyone else in the world would be after having their feet, you know, shredded like eating, a, you know, Captain Crunch or something like that.
3: You know, not to be not to be that guy, Chris, but he does limp around for quite a while before he gets the glass out of his feet. So, I mean, he, <laughs> uh, he drags himself uh, well, into a bathroom. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it's
2: pretty good. <laughs> yes, I, I've, I've seen the movie a few times. Yes, he does do that. that but see, that's, that's, the, that's the immediate to say like, oh, hey, everybody, this hurts. But it's only going to hurt for a while. I mean, granted, It's just like, it's like Jack Bauer peeing during the commercial breaks in 24, but you, he may have found a bottle full of ibuprofen at some point in time that off camera and that we just didn't see. So, I mean, yes, theoretically, you can make it work in your mind however you want.
3: You know, it's funny you bring up 24 because I remember when that show first came out and the first time I watched it, I don't think I realized it was actually supposed to, I mean, it it explains that it's like every hour of a 24 hours, right? But it doesn't ever feel like that because it's so (laughs) jarring that one, like it takes him an hour to fly from the U.S west to the like Saudi Arabia or something like what <laughs> like he it one hour flight it, to the Middle East and then he all of a sudden he's doing something else and it's like ah, that doesn't seem
1: right like uh, that, and he doesn't sleep or pee
3: well you can not sleep and pee for uh, 24 hours I mean he's supposed to be like this trained badass it's like it's the amount of time that would actually take a normal person to do something and they just take that out like
2: nope no he doesn't well, have yeah, to so, drive well, somewhere well yeah it's the getting around in traffic in LA in less than an hour yeah, I think is the the thing that I would be a pretty
3: boring a... show though. If you really think yeah, he's about stuck it, stuck in
2: gridlock, right? <laughs> yeah, in... Flight delays and shit. <laughs> one one yeah, one whole episode is just him sitting in the
0: car. Yeah,
3: yeah. He's doing. A, he's waiting for his bags at checkout for like half the
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean get, having those back to the, topic. <laughs> having Yeah, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, having those moments, you know, it's like uh, you know, suspending the disbelief and uh having that level of realism and that kind of goes to the point of when a character should die, they should die. Yeah. Because when you take that away from the story, then all of a sudden it's like a domino effect and it's like all of a sudden it's a, a couple of things happen. Um, it cheapens the experience. I was just about to say that, yeah. Because it, now, all of a sudden, you they don't have the, the motivation to for self-perseverance. They don't have you know the threat of death anymore. Yep. Because it's like, I, my character's not going to die because the game master's just going to hand-wave that. And the way you play the game completely changes. And the other part of that is it, it has to be unilateral. Then the, if if the game master wa- hand-waves a character's death and then turns around and does doesn't hand wave another player character's death, then that causes all kinds of problems.
3: Yeah, because then somebody's going to get mad they didn't get their character like, right. to live sure. through something that but maybe wasn't as extreme. I Exactly. There's definitely <laughs> been moments in that game where I remember when we first started playing and I thought, why is everybody such a bitch about this? Like, why don't we just go do this? Like, we're here, like we could go in there, we could get the stuff. And I'm thinking of it as from like any other RPG where you're not going to die from a paper cut. But um, that's not how that game goes. No. And I remember the first time we had like an actual combat, it took a long time for us to have a combat. We, yeah. we avoided them for a long time, but to see how fucking brutal it was, right? like, I, I don't remember what happened first. I can't remember if somebody just got shot or somebody got stabbed or something.
0: Uh, it might've been, uh, and if, for those of you who don't listen to the AP, there there's, uh, I think, as I recall, the first actual like fight moment uh, was with, it may have been in a town and we were trying to Get the weapons out of a police station. Oh yeah, that was
3: it. It yep. may have been it. If not, it was something here yep. around. That. I remember. I remember because I'm like, okay, everybody's been telling me how brutal this game is, and I was being held down or something by yes. some, like two people, and I'm like, well, there's no way my character is going to be able to like, overturn that. And then everybody else is trying to fight and it's like brutal thing after brutal thing after brutal thing. It's like, God damn, like one thing
0: happens and you are just fucked. Right. Yeah. It's uh, for those who've played something like aces and eights, it's very similar to that, yep. where if you you take damage, you are laid out for a long time. And to give a perspective of the actual like mechanics of the gameplay, imagine if each body part and not like we're not talking like uh, we're not going as granular as like fingers and things like that but arms, legs, torso, head. If each one of those areas had, let's say, 11 hit points, and that's it. Yeah. And your average, let's say, a rifle does 3D6 damage. Yeah. (laughs) And can hit you up to, you know, like with a three-round burst, you could hit somebody with three bullets. Each one of those bullets does 3D6 damage. Wow. It's yeah.
3: it's fucking brutal. Like to be honest, it's a little hyper realistic. Uh, <laughs> because when we were we had our, our battle the last time, I shot a guy and I hit him with three bullets, and his legs like blew off and his arms blew off. That wouldn't happen. Like regardless of how I shot that gun or how those bullets hit, those legs aren't flying off. But the amount of damage it did, it equates to those limbs just
0: exploding right. yeah, off. Yeah, of you've their body. ruined that limb yeah. and things like that. Yeah. In this game, there is that threat of death every time in, you get into a fight. Hell. There was one moment where a player character hit my player character with a fist, (laughs) and I thought my character was going to die.
3: He he probably would (laughs) have if he wouldn't have pulled his punch. He made sure to go, I'm pulling my punch. I'm I'm not trying to kill him and he yeah. still hit him hard enough to where you almost
0: died right and i thought yeah well here it is this yeah. is how he this is how he dies a punch to the face
1: i don't know if that would have been better or worse than your actual death
0: right well that's
1: no
3: a- it would have been it would have been worse the way he died is it will go down in legend as the greatest
0: death that i've been a part of in a game <laughs> like
3: i laughed so goddamn hard <laughs>
0: Yes. Um, and so what I, what I call that moment is, uh, Junior and the fatal high 10. Um, and what it was was I was being a complete asshole in character to another player character. and in doing so i crossed the path of a sniper who essentially just took me out right then and there
3: oh god it was glorious it was so beautiful cuz he was being such a snarky asshole and it like it was the perfect moment like if that was in a movie or something i i would just be in tears like if they had a moment like that like yeah yeah like oh my god that was double perfect double high fives <laughs> <laughs> I died
2: okay so let me, I want, let me I want to argue kind of the other side of what you just said though just in well first of all the kind of two separate but related points I guess to, to that is that you know in this game I mean that was kind of how that was what you all agreed to from the upfront that you know it is brutal death could happen at any time and you're just going to have to deal with that and so you can't let the game get too wrapped around a single character which isn't always the easiest thing to do I mean because sometimes over the course of a game, the things can kind of evolve into that, whether you want them to or not, just by the how the, the story unfolds. Well, and also um, how
1: different players play. Because some players are right. like, I'm going to jump on every clue and I'm going to be the only one to have these clues. No,
2: no. Right. They end up yeah, demanding a lot of lot of attention. So you, you do have to kind of roll with that or be prepared for that, I guess, on both sides. But then... Uh, to be honest, I think uh, like the death of that character... like, So the
3: character's too big to fail, right? I don't think he was too big to fail. I think he was definitely character that could die and we could continue on it did change the dynamic of everything but from what he accomplished i mean beyond that i think our group will be safer right
0: um, well yeah
3: because he was definitely he was definitely a character that did the opposite of what any other player would do which was hey there's danger let's go after it like oh that's not that bad let's do this head first like it's definitely something that we could deal with but you feel the change in the game for sure like it's it's not like if we had all of us died, right? Like, I think obviously that would change the dynamic of the game a little bit, right. but just a bit. Yeah, just a bit. But I don't think there's a single person that, like, is too invested to the story that would, like, just railroad it. Yeah. But I think that's Dan, that's Dan setting up the game. What?
2: So, so what, but let no, yeah, let me ask you this. So, wait a second. Since I haven't heard this episode yet, because I'm, I'm behind on the show. So, are you saying, did Junior just, did he kind of go out like a chump then? I mean, is that what his death essentially? Was there was really no meaning uh, to his death? Yeah, pretty much. Sort of. Yeah, it was almost like a random act of violence. It had
3: absolutely nothing to do with the story at all, other than like the people that killed him. I guess are like you know uh, uh, something that we have to worry about now. But yeah, no, it absolutely had zero to do with the story.
2: See, and here's here's where I guess would be my other where I'd end up having a, a another kind of issue with that because if you're going to agree on death, that's fine. But if you're gonna not saying that you should hand wave it, but in a certain sense. Isn't that kind of unfulfilling? Like you want to, uh, you want it to it, be meaningful. It, it, right? Well, yeah. If you're gonna die, if you're gonna die, and you know your character probably is gonna die, then you you did. I know that as a player, I at least would like, or even as a GM, I would like to have that death matter story wise, as opposed to you know I don't want to sacrifice them on the on the altar of realism just because for realism's sake. I'd I'd want to have it to matter something to the story.
1: I'm definitely with you on that, Chris. Like I'm the sort of person like I want it to matter to the. Story. I, I uh, recently I had started actual play resting glitch face. I was originally running that. And whenever I had discussed it, uh, like player death, I'm like, OK, we'll have player death, but it's going to be like story death. So, like, if you don't want your player to die, if you don't think it's dramatically appropriate, then they don't die.
3: I don't know, Eric, how do you feel about how he died? I My personal view is that he went out exactly how he should have. Be getting himself into... Because the whole game, he's getting himself into situations that he shouldn't walk away from. And this was one another one of his... Fuck destiny! Here's some high fives and fucking gets. Yeah, like I I think it was appropriate because I think it fits the the game world. I don't think having it like this crazy grand story thing would have made sense in the setting. In that game, we aren't that important. Right? Like we're kind of insignificant. So us dying in a situation like that, I feel like, is pretty around the, every corner. Right? right?
1: I guess in general, um, my feelings are dramatic death, but in this specific instance, I do I do think it's hilarious that. <laughs> <character
3: died. laughs>
0: well and that's that's the thing. Talking about uh too big to fail and having a character who's so ingrained in not only just like you know the inner character motivations and things like that but a major major factor in the overall plot line of everything that was going on yeah. and it is a testament to the way Dan runs a game mm-hmm. that this game did not completely implode yeah. when mm-hmm. my character died that's how good Dan is yeah. I have no doubt about it and much to his credit he also at, when this happened uh, the very moment it happened the first thing he said to me was do you want this to happen Yeah. I'm perfectly okay with hand waving this and we can just figure something else out. Yeah.
3: He said it would be of great consequence. Right.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to get away scot-free. No. But I was, right, I could certainly, right. yeah, but I can certainly not be dead, but I could be totally fucked up. Yeah. And as I'm sitting here and sitting there at that moment, I realized that at that moment, my character had gotten to the point where he was too big to fail. It, he needed a bailout and I was willing to take that, to use the parlance of, of you know, the, the early 2000s, uh, you know, government bailout of the banks, right? Um, Good times. Yeah, right. Was I going to be okay with something like that? And essentially what that did was it put me in a a moment of almost like like a moment of clarity. And I was like, if I do this, then it cheapens any other character death that happens because that's showing that this character was too important. It's inconsistent with the genre and a personal philosophy of mine, which is no character is safe. I don't give a damn what character it is, player character, my character, whatever, NPC, villain, whatever. No character is safe in any game and shouldn't be.
1: Yep. Some characters can even die in
0: post. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So even in AP and your character lives and is saved by your friends, they still die. <laughs> so, but yeah, and, and that's my personal philosophy is that no character should be too big to fail. And the other part of it was I wanted to see and I like I said, I I, I knew Dan is a good game master and I kind of wanted to push that envelope a little bit and see if you have a player character who's so the tendrils of that character is so ingrained in everything what happens when that character is gone honestly that's tragedy. Almost any of your really, really good stories have some level of tragedy. In yeah. And I wanted to see how Dan would react to having something like that. I think it's worked out pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. And just to find out, it was like, okay, we're removing this big piece from the board. And now it's things are starting to settle into the, you know, into the crevices that were left behind. And also answers were given yep. because now all of a sudden it's not Junior's holding these pieces close to his chest figuratively and uh, literally (laughs) but also it was it's now wide open now it's a lot of these gray areas or these blanks could be kind of filled in. And I think it made the story much more rich Yeah, because now the AI that, that he was so attached to is now kind of this rogue element and nobody really knows what they're going, what it's going to do. Uh, Whereas before it was like, Oh, this is just junior's creepy girlfriend. Yeah. And then the other part of it on a very, very personal level when it came to it is personally, I am not some pussy who can't handle the fact (laughs) that my character dies. So, I mean, I, I give people a bunch of shit about it for, you know, hell, just last, uh, the, the other day, I, I gave uh, Dan some shit for killing my character, but it's just all in fun. I don't really care about that kind of stuff because I don't mind killing characters. I cannot get upset when my character dies. Yeah. That's just the way I feel. But I mean, you know, other people feel completely differently. and was like, some people are like, oh, I've never had a character die before. I don't know how I would react to that. And it's like, really? Oh, God. I, I couldn't
3: imagine. I mean, I've, I've, I don't know. I can't think of a lot of games where I've had a character actually just die, but,
1: Jason killed my first two characters.
0: <laughs> That's because Jason. <laughs> Jason's a good man. He, he was setting you up for a... Uh, no, you
1: know. the first two characters I ever played, uh, just to specify. Any, just the first two characters that I had that died. One was Jason was running the game. One was someone else was running the game. But Jason's character had already died. And so he got to run the bad guys. And oh, he only attacked me. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> my favorite uh, Jason almost killing one of your characters was the one where he almost drowned your character when she passed out.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I have a a drawing of that specific instance that Mike (laughs) did for me.
0: (laughs) I think that character death... Adds a level of realism to the game that when you don't have it, or when you take that away, it completely cheapens the experience. Like I said, you're just going through the motions. That's like it's
3: the same as somebody uh, lying about dice rolls. Like, why? Why are you even playing if you don't have any kind of consequence? Or like, it's boring.
2: We had that. We had that issue with a guy once who was running a game, and we were the objective of it is we know we were like somewhere far behind enemy lines, and so the odds of us getting new characters or at least that was a perception, was going to be very difficult. And I was, this was this was a, this was like back in the 2E days and I was playing a paladin and I was, it got to the point where I was purposely trying to do things that would get my character killed and the GM would not, he wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it and he was, I think he was doing it for his own selfish reasons that, because my character wasn't necessarily that important to the game at the time because we hadn't really been going for very long. And, but yet still in his mind, I think that He must have been must have looked at I think all the PCs as just being too big to fail. I think he wanted us to go through that story and didn't want to diverge into trying to have new characters fit in or whatever. But it just it it did it cheapened the experience and it made it um, the game not nearly as fulfilling for me as it could have because that risk wasn't there.
3: It's amazing. That sounds very similar to the exact story (laughs) I have for (laughs) that one time. (laughs) Shannon wouldn't let my character fucking die because I didn't like playing a paladin. I was like fuck this character I don't play anymore and she literally resurrected him from death (laughs) And placed him on top of a giant cliff that he had fall, jumped off of willingly. Like you I, had the better off dead of character player characters. I was like, okay, well, I guess I can do whatever the hell I want now. And then, if eventually she started to get kind of pissy about it, and I was like, I don't want to play this character anymore. Like, just let me play anything else. Like, no, no, no.
0: That was a punishment. Oh God, it was awful. Yeah,
1: it was just uh, that was entirely me just messing with Brandon. I did. Although another time you had a character that you liked, your mom. Monk, and that character definitely should have died. Oh
3: yeah, let's let's talk about that. I go to take a shit in the middle of the game and she rolls everything for me and then I die.
1: No, um
3: and I then don't... I come back, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I... I'm dead? I rolled f- yeah, you 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 got murdered.
1: I didn't roll anything for you. Uh, actually, there are two times that your mm. character should have died and didn't. One, I rolled a crit and like just did so many, so much damage that you would have been dead. And then another time, um, it was necrotic damage, and I let you have death states. That was the anyway. time
3: it was poop. I was oh. pooping, and you were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I hit you with all this necrotic damage. You're dead." <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. See. See. Fuck. It, I look at it as respect, Shannon. No. It's total respect. I, I didn't
3: kill a as... motherfucker when he's taking the shit. <laughs> yeah. That's That's that's. The I look at it as let me wipe my asshole and then maybe <laughs> let me roll my dice. Well, you didn't
1: have to roll anything, is the thing.
3: No, I just rolled I, on you. I thought there was like I could have dodged or something. No, because no. I wasn't there for the, even the initiative. Like you guys rolled everything.
1: Yeah, that's true. You, you yeah. weren't there for initiative.
2: That's uh, that's almost as bad as I had a I had a character die on his very first die roll ever um, <laughs> God, with with a G, with a GM who ironically was also named Eric, but he. Um, I was I was charging up into battle and I'd rolled a one, okay? And so then he just, he ruled, he ruled, all right, you just stumble into the dirt. And so then as the monsters approached, he didn't have to do this, by the way, but as the monsters approached, he actually uh, had one of them decide to take a swing at me as they were going by just in case because maybe I hadn't like, you know, that, they wanted to be sure, you know, it was like a double tap and he did enough damage to just outright kill my character right there. So I literally got to, I spent an hour making this guy and I get one die roll out of him and he's gone.
0: What game was this?
2: This was uh, actually. It's funny. I actually I used that story as inspiration for back when I did the uh, Gamers Behaving Badly uh, audio drama. But this was uh, this was one e. This was uh, he was a Cavalier mm. uh, was the character, and uh, so of course he's you know we, we encounter some orcs, He's going to go charge up there, and then he slips and falls. And they walk, one of them walks by and just hits him in the back of the head with an axe, and he's done. The fuck. <laughs> You know, and, and fuck you. <laughs> that's
0: so brutal.
1: As a GM, I have not yet killed a, a character.
0: I feel like I'm letting Eric. What down. are you talking about? You did a yeah. TPK. Yeah.
1: Well, and then I let them all live.
0: Well, yeah. That that, <laughs>
1: yeah, that I didn't kill
0: them. I,
1: I've done a lot of things where I've completely obliterated characters. That's like it's
0: that, 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 like, like fucking somebody in the ass and then buying them dinner. Well, to be fair, I mean. <laughs> (laughs) to be fair you killed someone
3: in in 5e but in 5e it's a lot easier to not die like when you killed John's character
1: you killed John's character no no no
3: no. you killed John's character with a badger and
1: then him before yes. he And then hit I punched him, left. In,
3: and then I punched him moments later and killed him again. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've gotten characters into death saves a lot, but I've never actually had a character die on me. Although there have been times like, and they were all Brandon's characters,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone wonders why I hate playing with Shannon. I was just about to say that, and now you don't like playing.
1: He gets special treatment of not, but it's the
3: opposite <laughs> of what normal people get for special treatment. It's I get shit on.
1: No, your characters didn't die. Is what I was mm. saying was the special treatment?
3: No, hold on. First of all, the one time where that character was going to die, I was like, okay, well, I'm just done playing. Like, I don't really want to play yeah, anymore.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a real reason I didn't kill this character. <laughs> yeah,
3: Otherwise, I, I would have. And it wasn't me. because my character was dead. It was more of a release. Like, I was so done with playing on Friday nights, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, okay, well, my character's dead. Like, I'm just going to let him die. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll just reroll it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I gave you that. We didn't reroll it. I gave you dead saves. No, I'm talking about the
2: other one. what do you do with this I mean if you don't take the time because I'm just as bad I think as this is as most GMs are if you don't take that time to set those expectations beforehand like if you just like hey we're gonna get down we're gonna play everybody makes characters you go and you maybe you're doing a pre-produced module but you don't discuss that whole aspect of of death beforehand you know and so you don't necessarily know what the emotional relationship is the player has with this character that they've made or that they've played for a couple sessions I mean you know, how do you handle that when you go into that? I mean, do you just straight up say before you get into combat, look, you guys could actually die, or do you, you know, pick up the pieces after they've fallen and you know, oops, sorry, it's broken. I mean, you know, what do you think?
3: If you start off and say, like, hey, do you guys want them to die or not? And I, I don't know. I feel like that's like if you know they're gonna die, then you're too cautious like playing the game. I think it's better to
2: Yeah, but I mean if you don't even if you don't even set that parameter beforehand, because I mean, is there I mean, do you think most players go into it with the with the inherent mindset? that um, thinking that they could die or they don't even really think about that.
0: I honestly think it depends. Well, obviously it depends on what game you're playing. Yeah.
2: But yes, I think yes. with
0: modern like 5e Dungeons & Dragons, you're never going to die. Player char- Players do not ever expect their characters to die. No. And they are almost surprised or shocked when it actually goes down. Or not only just that, insulted. Yeah. When it's like, <laughs> you have to roll death saves. What? Yeah. I have to roll death saves? You know, it's like-
1: I, I think- Eric's getting confused about when at what point players get insulted. It's not that they have to roll death saves, it's that someone's stabbing them in the head when they're in death saves. <laughs> that's where the insult. Well, the, comes. The, the insult, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You are denied your death save. But, but I'm already in death saves. Yeah, but you're still being attacked. Like. Right. Well, and that's then see that's an ex- actually an excellent point. It is all it's almost like players are okay to do things like Double tap. Yeah. But villains, NPCs, monsters, they're not allowed to. to. Yeah. Right, right. I am a firm believer in the double tap, and I've used it more than (laughs) once. And it's because that's, that's that level of realism. And that's the way I approach a game is, you know, if you just want your monsters to be cardboard cutouts, that's fine. But that's all you're really going to get. I try and make it as, as if these creatures and these, you know, villains or whatever, they're gonna look at things as rationally as they can, or at least they're going to look at preserving their own lives as best they can. So,
2: Grok the orc warrior, does you know he still has to go home to his two wives and six concubines? He does not want to lose that, so yeah, he's absolutely gonna double tap you.
0: Yeah, right. So, if you run if if you charge Gronk and trip on a rock and you're laying at his feet, yes, he is going to hit you in the back of the head with an axe yeah. because that's what happens, no matter what hero you are from right. a village. there's a there's um uh, <laughs> right, exactly. It always reminds me whenever something like that happens. If you've ever seen the movie Platoon, there's the Scene where the, it's like the, I think they're the NVA, they're inside the wire, right? They're inside the fire base. And one of the guys gets up out of the foxhole and he runs and leaves his buddy behind in the foxhole and is running, has his head turned, runs right into a tree, is unconscious. The next time you see that character, you see this Vietnamese soldier with a bayonet sticking him in the stomach. He was out cold. Yeah. Whenever things like that happen, I always think of that scene. And it's any war scene, yeah, any battle scene, or they battle scenes. go through and they kill, go through, you know, yeah, like uh, yeah, any, kill like the dying. They you see them dying, and they, and they go through and they stab them. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. because a dead enemy does not come back and get you. Yep. Now their their family or whatever may, but I mean, especially in a fantasy like game setting if an evil guy is if let's say an evil lord or whatever warlord is fighting your group and he's an evil he's established himself as evil and he one of your guys goes down and death saves and he targets that one with a magic missile (laughs) Yeah. I mean, makes sense to me. He's fucking evil.
2: I was just watching the movie uh The Sisters Brothers and that was essentially how they operated. Yeah, they went and they ex- would exchange gunfire with the people that they were hunting, uh, but any extras who were there, they always got that second shot just to make sure. I mean, shit, they even did it in the opening scene in Infinity War when all of the uh, uh Asgardians were laying there. They were definitely were not getting up, but they were still getting, you know, taken care of. Yeah. It's a
0: horrible thing. Uh, absolutely yeah. horrible thing, but it happens. And especially if If, you know, if you're in a battle situation and especially if the person or people or creatures or whatever you're fighting have evil bent, you know, moral compass, they're not going to take pity on you.
3: Well, yeah, it was such a normal practice that it's now a law. You can't. You're supposed to give medical treatment to anyone that survives Something Right. Doesn't mean that they don't still put them down, but right. you're supposed to.
0: If you don't kill them, you got to feed them, right? So yeah, it, it all comes back to that level of realism. And sometimes, I mean, topics like this offend people, mm. their sensibilities and things like that. It's like, I don't want to play a game like that because I want escapism. But I, I contend you take away too much realism and you're not getting the escapism. As a matter of fact, it's almost like you're playing uh, a fucking holodeck adventure every time you play. Yeah. You know, with all the with all the the restrictions put on,
3: I don't feel like a like we play a lot of games that involve death, except for when we played like Call of Cthulhu. I think is the last game we actually played as a group. That I I mean I know how that game goes. Most people know that you're gonna you're you're most likely gonna die by the end of the game,
1: or go crazy,
3: or go crazy. Don't
1: don't leave that out. That's important.
3: But um, <laughs> I remember when we played, Shannon and I were like. Nope, this is bad. Let's get the fuck out. And like <laughs> right. the whole time that was our goal was get the fuck out because we know we're gonna die. And we did. And we did. We lived. <laughs> but um other games, I mean, yeah, you don't ever really feel too threatened. But I think it's a good idea to like remind players every now and then, like, you could die. Like have something serious happen. Maybe not necessarily that's actually going to kill them, but make them question, like, fuck, I almost died there. Like, I, I could be dead right now because I thought I was invincible, or I could jump into these, like, five guys and beat them up. And right. Well, look at uh um uh, Woodside's first character in Conan. He's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to f- jump into this group of eight dudes, and he got fucking murdered. I'm
1: <laughs> pretty sure that was by design. I'm pretty sure Woodside no. wanted his character to die at that point.
0: No, he didn't. That was the character he was going to play. He died because he was over yeah. He he was he was thinking he was gonna hold them off and he didn't he they didn't ended at all. up they just knifed him to death. Yeah.
3: And then and then I ran in afterwards and killed a bunch of people and everybody was shooting arrows and stuff. Hey. He was by himself.
1: No. Me and Mike were there.
3: Uh, he was by himself. I'm going to reiterate that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. Uh, so, uh, well, he fucking died. Your next, your next, next character is going to die for <laughs> sure. So, yeah,
1: yeah he died because he told me and Mike to run,
2: and you did, you cowards.
1: I didn't. I tried yeah. to stay there and help him. Well, Mike I, ran. <laughs> but,
3: but it's the fact that he he was like, oh yeah, I've got this, and it was like a huge amount of dudes, and yeah, he got just he took some out. But he died like instantly. Mm-hmm. And that was what? Like the second game night? Second game night. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and he he was just like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> and he
1: had another character already made that well, that's he wanted just, to play. That's just him.
3: He Yeah. And that's just Woodside. He always has other ideas for characters. Yeah. He hadn't had that character made yet. Yeah, just he just had an idea. He has
1: yeah he did because yeah. he offered um, he offered it to me he's like if you want to play this character I have yeah,
3: it yeah but I don't take that as like he was like well I'll just kill my character here to play this other one that wasn't the case it was he always has a backup yeah ready to go
0: talking about uh, keeping it unilateral when we talked about it before you know it's like uh, if you do it once you have to do it for everybody otherwise mm-hmm. if you don't do it that way it really can expose like a GM bias and it's not just mm-hmm. a bias towards a particular character it can be a bias towards a particular player if, yeah. the, if the game master you know, say uh, you're running a game and to uh, you guys credit, it has never, ever, ever, ever been this way. But um, (laughs) if you have a couple and it's like, Oh, well, I'm going, you know, I'm going to pull my punches because that's my sweetheart, that kind of stuff. It all, it becomes, it's like, or, you know, if you have a a level of infatuation and things like that, then you have these, you know, it's like everybody around goes, well, this person can now do no wrong. And it's either you get on board with that level of play or, or you start going, well, fuck, if this person can do no wrong, then what the fuck am I going to do?
3: I pride myself on not getting along with Shannon at the table.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we- Because we get along perfectly fine in every other
3: aspect. But when we play games together, it's not that we don't get along. It's that- Our characters. We just play different characters. Our characters different styles. each other. Yeah. I, I, the first game I ever played with Shannon was uh, Mutants and Masterminds. And I punched her character because she was being <laughs> a bitch to me. <laughs> And, like, I was playing basically the Wolverine type, and she was this prissy fucking know-it-all, and she was, like, trying to pump me up or say something, and I was just not having it, and I just whapped her in the face.
1: <laughs> um, I was also playing a character. I, I very much was, like, basically running away from fights because we were students out of school, and I'm like, no, I'm going to go get a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what I was doing. I think I was going to be like, I'm going to go I'm going to go tell.
3: I remember I remember when it happened, too, because she was so shocked that I would punch her in the face. As, <laughs> as a, and I don't we weren't dating at the time. I think. No, we weren't dating at the time. I don't think.
1: Oh, I thought that was when we first started dating. Maybe
3: anyway. But during like,
1: that game is when we started dating. Yeah.
3: But like I, I I remember the look of shock on her face. Like, what? Like, I, why did you hit me? Like, what are you doing?
0: And I was like, stop being bitch <laughs> and Cupid's arrow struck right then there no, I'm pretty
1: sure we were already dating at that point actually I think we had just started
3: dating. yeah I told her stop being a bitch and just <laughs> just sploosh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> love you, babe Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Alright, any uh final thoughts uh on this topic before we put it to bed? I don't think did you talk about a character that specifically that you didn't She alluded to uh A couple sister, that Jason uh, killed. She well and she also alluded to uh
1: That's secret Julie... We can't let them know. Oh. We can't let them know what happened in post <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the only character I had die in an AP. I'm
3: trying to think if I actually ever really had a character that died that I was really upset about or wanted to live. I really can't. like, uh, Especially in games that we've played. The only one that was close was like... um um, I guess this is like he, he didn't die, but I was really mad that I didn't get my chance to shine was when Max was turned into like a fucking god. Oh. And but it was because I was thrown a 30-page like uh pamphlet of here's all the abilities you have now, go at it. And oh. I'm like, "What the I f-
1: 100 I 100% went to my soapbox encouraging everyone to stay late that night for exactly that reason so that you didn't have time to learn your character."
3: <laughs> everybody everybody that at he- the table was like, "No, no, 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 we have to continue." And I'm like, that was well, he- I was just this giant packet of, like, abilities. I have no idea what these That was the
1: only chance we had.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I still didn't die, but I, fuck, I wanted to kill everybody so bad. You
1: also didn't kill my character. That was one time where you didn't kill my character, but that was more me and Eric side game, side discussion than me and you.
3: Plus, the game that, like, it was going on so long, it was so late, I I think Eric was just like, all right, I'm just gonna make something up, and he just disappears when you do this. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: So, to kind of put some this into perspective, it's it was a shadow run game where Brandon's character... was (laughs) Brandon's character was basically groomed to be the final boss fight. Yeah, But he was a member of the group up until the very end. And then it was just like all of a sudden this switch was flipped and it's like, okay, now you've got to fight one of your own as the boss. You know, you guys are talking about as
3: GM, like how you uh, approach those things. Honestly, I would be a terrible GM. No one would want to play games with me because I would constantly try to kill people in like the most (laughs) ridiculous ways. I love being a player character and killing people I'm playing with it's my like favorite thing in the world I love it I absolutely love it and I wish I could do it more often
1: <laughs> yeah. obviously you were born to GM babe.
3: <laughs> yeah that's probably true I really do need to run something I just I don't know I, I, I get too worked up about it
1: I do like games that have the mechanic to stay alive like Shadowrun is one uh where it has a mechanic if you want to burn a point of edge permanently you get to stay alive right And I like Mm -hmm. that because like Edge is so important in that game.
3: Fuck yeah, it is
1: that it's a big decision of whether or not you want to do that right. if you want to keep playing this character. So like, you know, you, you definitely can, like, sometimes the better decision is to die than to burn that point. And, and especially
0: if you have, uh, you you have one of those players who likes to like scrimp on things and like put extra points and whatever and they scrimp on their edge yeah. and they only have one edge Yeah. and yeah. it's oh like, do God. I burn my only edge? Mm-hmm. Then you're really living on borrowed time. Every I, time. I can't imagine only having
1: one edge and the full version of Shadowrun. We've
3: played with people that only had one edge. Didn't Greg's character only yeah, have like one would, edge? He, he would do that. And like, lucky got unlucky. him. <laughs> yeah. It was like you're, you're
0: limited to the number of edge you have. And Look all that where stuff. it got him. Dead, Dead every time. Every single time. Seven <laughs> characters and was it seven characters in six games? <laughs> oh, <Seven>. God. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Um. So I guess going back to the original question, I will talk about this because it is the only character I've had die in an AP. So uh, Julia Margaret Barnes died in post at the table. I whined and pleaded with my friends to save me and they agreed after me nagging them. And then Eric killed me in post because yeah. <laughs> he's like, it makes more sense if you died.
0: Right.
2: I'm am sorry, Miss Bonds. You're gonna have to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's why there's not like anything said about her being dead or like any reaction to her dying in the AP is because she didn't die at the table because I whined and I whined and I whined that until about right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until uh be will Brandon and then someone else I, it took two different people to save me. Brandon tried to save me and he died trying to save me. Right
0: and then <laughs> well, well, and, and Sean was playing the fucking doctor. And he wouldn't leave the door. Yeah, to to, to perform first aid. You guys I let mean, Sean play a doctor? Yes. What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I
1: think Mike was the other one. Worst doctor ever. Anything. Doctor
3: Death. Like, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> about as good as Wayne on our skies of glass <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right here let me take care of that oh shit sorry oh you, know, you made it worse
2: yeah I don't know I'm kind of I'm kind of with you Shannon I do like games that have a mechanic that allow you to you know if you don't if you if you want to save yourself or if, you're, or, if or in a certain sense even if you want to end up letting yourself go at that time you you have a little bit of control over that um, I think I kind of like that only because the, the, the longer I've played the more I've come to appreciate the value of the story and going kind of going back to what I was saying before. if So if you don't feel in your mind as a player quite right about it, it's time for this character to go, you have that option to extend it just a little longer to at least get like, you know, one more shot at trying to go out uh, the way that you want to go out or a way that makes you feel better.
1: I played a character in, did not we ever release um, the Tales of Leilani? Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so in the Tales of Valvictor Victor, isn't mm-hmm. that the actual what it's called? Right. Um, <laughs> during that, like, I felt like my character had a lot to do with like the plot and like important things but every role I had sucked and my character sucked <laughs> and so like that was one of those instances where it's very likely that this character that may or may not have been sort of Penny could have very easily died because I kept rolling ones
3: Yep. <laughs> Classic Shannon, rolling ones when it probably matters the most for her, rolling 20s when it matters for everybody else. <laughs> everybody
1: else right. 20s as a game master, yeah. ones as a player. Yep.
0: All right, well, thank you for listening, and thank you to our brothers at uh, Fear the Boot for sponsoring this episode. It's really cool of you to do so. And as we mentioned before, if you want to listen to Chris uh, and his Deadlands AP, Young and Holt, that's on ap.feartheboot.com. You can listen to Shannon, and myself, our Shadowrun Anarchy AP uh, Resting Glitch Face on restingglitchface.com. And then Brandon and the rest of us uh, will someday come back and play on our Twitch channel and be the challengers once again.
2: The challengers.
3: And you can also, if you want to plug the Skies of Glass
0: one, Eric and I play on Skies of Glass. Yep, Uh, the Skies of Glass on the same AP.feartheboot.com. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, you can interact with the cast. You can also have a special all access perks, which include uh, joining special events and even some special episodes. There's going to be an out all access members episode coming up pretty soon, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, well, thanks for listening and we will talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace.